sports story everyone's talking about today is just moments away. So call or text us right now at 573-875-KTGR and make your voice heard. This is The Big Show with Andy and Brendan on KTGR. So I watched the Jerry Kill video that was recommended reading by Andy, and I'm glad he recommended it to me. A couple minutes from now, he'll be doing the top five at five, and, well, I'll be in Mexico sipping on margaritas. But before we get to all that, 5.05, just a few minutes from now, we're going to talk a little Mizzou men's basketball. Disappointing to play that game in Kansas City against Seton Hall and lose it the way the Tigers did. Made it close at the end, but not close enough, not enough to get the W. We'll talk Mizzou men's basketball in just a few minutes. And then at 525, we're going to get into a little bit of football talk, Mizzou football talk, because recruiting, it's picking up, and it feels like there could be more to come based on the social media chatter. So maybe by the time we roll around to Mizzou, basket, or Mizzou football talk rather at 525, we'll have more news to share. We'll see. 573-875-KTGR to give us a call or a text on the show today. But first... It's 5 o'clock. It's time for the top five at five on the big show. Number one. You want to trade away for curtain number one? You can have curtain one. Well, I mean, the Chiefs may be a little bit sleepy in New England, but they ended up getting a solid win, 27-17 over the Patriots. Patrick Mahomes over 300 yards. He threw a couple touchdowns. He also threw a couple of picks, but definitely one of them was not on him. It was on Kadarius Tony for dropping the pass and then letting it fall into a defender's hands. Clyde Edwards-Alaire looked really good, uh, replacing Isaiah Pacheco, especially in the receiving game. Caught a touchdown pass by skying up over a uh, res- or over a defender. And the Chiefs ultimately, uh, they, they get the job done. And that's what they got to have the mindset of. Final three weeks of the season. They're going to be favored in all three games uh, pretty heavily. Just get the job done. Don't beat yourselves. You'll be a division champs and potentially could still challenge for the one seed. We'll see. Number two. Number two. Your timing is impeccable. Man, Mizzou men's hoops needed that win in Kansas City last night, but they fell to Seton Hall 93-87. to They trailed in the second half by as many as 19 points, and I guess give them credit for making a late push and making it close, but, man, you can't put yourself in those holes, especially when you start the second half the way that you did. They only had three points through the first four minutes of the second half. Those scoring droughts have got to stop, especially against some of these tougher opponents. Final chance at a quality non-con win will be the bragging rights game on Friday. That game just got a whole lot uh, more crucial. Number three. There's could be a busy week recruiting-wise for Mizzou football. Early signing period opens on Wednesday. They already had a verbal commitment today. Three-star offensive lineman Caleb Pifram committed to the Tigers on social media. He was a former Illinois commit, so the Tigers getting uh, somebody to uh, commit after he had uh, broken off his commitment earlier in the spring. But the Tigers, uh, job's not done. We'll see what they can do for the rest of the recruiting class and Probably the transfer portal is a little bit more intriguing at this point. We'll just see what the Tigers come up with. Number four. Four. Oh, it's shanked it. Jerry Kill. My goodness. This guy doesn't give two bleeps anymore. I mean, he he just called out the New Mexico AD after New Mexico State lost in the New Mexico Bowl to Fresno State, complaining about how the New Mexico AD wasn't letting them practice in the indoor facility because, well, their quarterback uh, relieved himself on the, uh, on the logo earlier in the season. Jerry Kill saying, well, we disciplined the quarterback for that. The AD should be disciplined for trying to hold a grudge against my team. I don't know who's right in this one, but it's just fun to see. Number five. What is the power? 
fingers. Say to the face, slap! Hey, Titans, maybe it's time to throw those uniforms in the trash. That's the Big Show's Top 5 at 5 on KTGR. 875-KTGR, you want to call or text us here. I, I did watch it, the uh, Jerry Kill Isn't it video. hilarious? Like, it just... is funny. Oh, Andy man. was right. We can't play all of it on the air. No. Um because he uses some words, but he he doesn't he doesn't give a bleep as Andy <laughs> said and, and said correctly. But the part where he says, "I could be you know I'm just going to say what I say," and I could be on a beach in Mexico sipping margaritas and not care what you guys are worrying about back here. <laughs> if I'm his player, <laughs> if I'm a player for New Mexico State, I'm going. Is this guy? Let's see. I got two more years of eligibility. This guy doesn't sound like he wants to be here coaching for much longer he sounds like he was to be in mexico <laughs> so i don't know but it was definitely entertaining i'll give it that and to be honest i thought he was retired but i just learned like not too long ago that he was still coaching new mexico he State. Was, he was in minnesota yeah, before, right? yeah and he had i think a hiatus from coaching if i if i remember uh, right or maybe yeah, I'm for not. medical reasons oh uh, well okay so that makes sense they're like but, stop bro uh, the old, this game's the gonna kill you okay Got he's it. um he's under contract through 2027. Well, sure they all they all have to be yeah. because it's college football and they've duped everybody into believing that for recruiting reasons your coach has to be. That's can I say like that's the most ridiculous thing? I know that it's inevitably the case, but now that kids can can transfer and can transfer multiple times and play right away, which I'm not saying is wrong, right? But all it is is a scheme for the coaches to get great buyouts to say, well, I got to have a million years on my contract or won't be able to recruit and keep kids. You can't do that anyway. It's just all going to be year to year with the portal, whatever. It's all just like a great scheme, like good on the coaches for whoever devised this talking point in this narrative that, yeah, I have to for recruiting. Oh, it's, agents, Franklin. oh it's the agents, man. Oh, the agents, they, the agents are doing, lawyers, doing great work for their clients. Oh, yeah. Lawyers always step in and make sure that they get their legalese in there. Um, So I I, I guess (laughs) Jerry Kill, if he's still coaching the next few years, and he's only sixty-two. I thought he'd be a lot older than that, man. Sixty-two years old. How is how is he sixty-two and Nick Saban is like seventy-two or something? Well, he's got like a in the video that. In the video from the bowl game, he's got like a Santa beard. That doesn't make yeah. anybody look younger, so <laughs> exactly. I don't know. That's uh, it's what it is. 875-KTGR, call or text I think us. Nick Saban has like a portrait in his attic that just looks like the Crypt Keeper, but nobody, nobody's seen it, so that's why he's able to keep on coaching. I portrait see. of Dorian Gray, anybody? Any, anybody who no. read that book in high well, school? I did. I didn't get the reference, though, because it's I, been a long time, I probably Chris. spark-noted that thing. Uh, it's it's <laughs> I, very true. My English teachers aren't listening, right? right no, definitely not. Uh, let's talk some Mizzou men's hoops, because, man, last night... talk about the book? Uh, yeah, I'd rather talk about that book that I don't know. I'd rather go yeah. talk about drinking margaritas in Mexico. Well, definitely anything but. Anything but talking about Mizzou Seton Hall, because what the heck, man? This was not the step forward we were looking to see from this team. They It was essentially a home game yesterday. Um, semi-home game, whatever you want to call it, but it was a good chance at a solid non-con win. I don't know if Seton Hall's a tournament team. They might be on the bubble. They might have to scrape and claw to get in. I don't think they're touching the tournament. 
I mean, it certainly doesn't seem that way. I I, I don't think either of those teams are from yesterday. Well, if I could be definitely not a zoo. I mean, at this not point, the way it's looking not the way it's looking. You all of a sudden have to if you want to sniff a chance at it. You have to win on Friday against Illinois. Yeah, I mean yes. that's not true. You've got a whole conference season, but if they don't show us something, I, I what you would need, Andy, is like what are they at seven and four? They'd go to seven and five. Yeah. Like if you go eleven and seven in conference and pick up some good wins and and make a little bit of a SEC tournament run, I'm not going to say it would be impossible at nineteen or twenty wins. But this team doesn't have the makings of eleven and seven in the SEC right now, the way it's playing. So unless you show me something against Illinois, need, I'm not liable to project an eleven and seven or a twelve and six no, conference I, slate. I get it. You would need a feather in the cap in that conference slate, though. Like the way I know you, you love your net rankings and, and such. Seven. Well, no, eleven I'm and not, seven would. I'm not even saying that. I'm. I get it. Eleven and seven. It's a solid SEC record. You're going to beat some good teams if you get to eleven and seven. Sure. In no, I I get it. Last year, though, I kind of compare it to last year uh, a little okay. bit, though, because Mizzou got quality wins in non-con last. They got the Illinois win, and the, and then they didn't slip up against anybody. They slipped up against Jackson State this year. Like you have to find something, or not just something, several things to mask the stink from that uh, in order to get back into. Uh, the, the conversation or the sent off the trail and and this I is gonna know, happen man. this is gonna happen that was be the it. best zero five team in the country that you're talking oh, about man. now yeah sure what's their record now well they're, they're five and seven so oh the turnaround? Really? Not, i see I, mean, I see four and seven but uh, okay that's fine I, I think they may not count one of them i'm on google i just googled jackson okay. state basketball and they probably beat a you know, sisters well, hey, of the poor. I guess or whatever. if they beat Gonzaga this week, then maybe we can talk. But... Hey, there we go. Net rankings boost. Bring um, it on. Look, I get it. the The SEC is tougher. If they don't beat Illinois this week, I think it's going to require a better finish than last year in conference play to be in the tournament. And this team isn't as good as last year's no, team. No, it's not. So, and they went twelve and six last year. So, yeah, okay, I would, eleven and seven puts say, you back in the conversation, I suppose. But I don't. I don't nah, think it gets the job done. I think twelve and six certainly gets the job done. But again, what about a team that loses to Jackson State, loses a, a semi home game against you know a comparable Seton Hall, and is honestly blown out of that game until they kind of. They they made the final score look a little bit better, but that's kind of what they did against Kansas too. Like yeah. neither of those two games, and Kansas is a different opponent than Seton Hall. But just describing the style of those games, they Missouri wasn't really a threat to win either of those games late. I, I would say that about yesterday. I know they cut it to you know six, seven, eight, and they end up losing by six, but yeah. they weren't. They climb a mountain and then they're kind of right there, but they're not quite at the peak and they're out of energy. It, it's it's tough, but they put themselves in those holes by exactly what you said in the top five, Andy, which is the pr- the proclivity to have these scoring droughts. It's not it's not sustainable to have these su- sustained droughts of of no points, and it's happened in really all their losses this year. Maybe not as much the Jackson State one. That one just kind of came out and the rug was pulled from under them. But most of these losses have been you've got a stretch of whether it's twenty two minutes against Memphis or six minutes against Kansas. Or whatever you you find last night as the the length of time where they don't come up with points, those tank games they're hard to 
to come back from, even if you play the other, you, you can outplay the other team for 32, 34 minutes, but it's not always enough. Yeah, it was a six minute drought right near the start of the second half. And they had the, it to end the half against Kansas. Right, yeah, yeah. End the half against Kansas. They didn't start well out of the gate, uh, out of the locker room from that. It just, and, and then uh, either Kansas goes on that run a couple weeks ago. Last night, Seton Hall gets to go on the run. It's just not how you should be coming out of these games and, and finding ways to, to, to get back in. Yeah, Chris. So for me, I think you were talking about the scoring droughts. I feel like a lot of that is kind of emblematic of like the same overall problem that this Mizzou men's team has. It's that there isn't really like a big-time moneymaker playmaker on this team, man. No. The ones that were on the team last year are in the NBA in some degree, yeah, yeah. shape or form. There's there's not, and we're in, and I'm not trying to knock Sean East because I think they have to see him play well to do well. But he's getting, he's playing like the whole game, and Nick Honor is playing like the whole game. I don't even know if you're always getting the most out of those two guys playing mid thirties and minutes when they're just out there the whole time. Last year, and I and I get it, that's the progression of a program. Some of your best players either graduate or go to the pros, and then the guys who are more role players or serviceable guys. On the last year's team, they step into a bigger role, but you have two guys that have done that, and I don't know. Nick Honor's game doesn't always show up in the the score sheet anyway. I, I don't know that he's necessarily meant to be a huge scorer in every game, but I don't know that he's playing his best. And Sean East, you get the scoring from him because he, he's inevitable based on how much he's touching the ball, and he is a dynamic player, but he's not always the most consistent. But those guys, that you have them, and then after that, I don't think Noah Carter has taken the step forward that we've needed to see to this point. Aiden Shaw, we see flashes of it, but I can say, I don't know, because they don't play him. I would play Aiden Shaw way more than Dennis Gates is playing Aiden Shaw. But I, I also understand that he's so, scoring is not his strong suit, and so if you're scoring deficient elsewhere on your on your five-man group that's out there, Maybe you don't feel like you can carry Aiden Shaw, but I I like what he brings. I just there there'll come a reckoning, Andy, and then I'll let you say your piece. A reckoning of like how are the minutes going to be distributed for what this team is, and then what Dennis Gates is looking ahead to maybe like it being in the future. Eight seven five KTGR call or text us with your thoughts on Mizzou men's hoops and whether they can pick things up here soon. It sure seems like every once in a while there's just a mixed and matched lineup that all of a sudden does well, and then Dennis Gates will just kind of stick with it throughout the game. But it takes a while for Mizzou to find that throughout the game. Like, they found it at Minnesota, and it worked to get them the big comeback that they got. But Minnesota helped them out along the way, too. They turned the ball over. They missed some shots. And, look, credit Mizzou, obviously, for the comeback that they made, sure. But... it was a little bit concerning that throughout the first 30-some-odd minutes of the game that they're still just trying to maybe piece together what actually works on the floor. And that makes me think, like, well, you don't know what works, then how how are you going to figure that out once conference play starts and these teams already have have their rotations established and you know exactly what you can get out of every player or every combination of what you're getting out of each one of how these players work together who plays well together right, exactly. exactly and and that is where i think there's kind of a disconnect they're just we're not seeing those lineups early enough in the game for it to actually make an impact and to give mizzou a chance in some of these and i don't need here's what i don't need 
Eight minutes from John Tanjay, seven from Robinson, three from Majak, seven from Butler, five from Trent Pierce. I don't need that. I need Dennis Gates to be willing to sit the players that are being overplayed or if he wants to commit to 36 minutes apiece for Easton Honor, and I understand that positionally I name some guys who aren't guards, but distribute the minutes in a way that makes sense and have fewer players. I don't need 17 minutes for Carolero either. I don't. I, I mean, but he played well. Like uh, I'm, I'm not saying that it was wrong to play them. It's just you got to find this earlier. Exactly. But you, I, we were saying for a while, like okay, as long as you find that distribution, it's okay still to be playing 13 guys and just kind of mixing in the latter few. But I, I mean, half the people who played played eight minutes or fewer, and I don't know how any of those guys are going to find a rhythm and we're here Andy we're at bragging rights week yeah it's time to make some decisions I don't think a 13-man rotation is going to be it you're not going to get the consistency from eight of those guys because one game Anthony Robinson will be playing a bunch another game he'll play seven minutes and I they're trying to work in John Tanjay who's either been unavailable at times or hasn't played for whatever reason like I just don't think it's going to get them where they're looking to go. If this, it's it's just all going to yeah. be so inconsistent. You don't know who you can rely upon. That may be Dennis Gates realizing he doesn't know and he's desperately trying to find out and just has a cool exterior about it. But internally, he's going, man, I wish, I wish I knew who I could and should play. But I just feel like you're you're fixing to get steamrolled in conference play without more of an idea of the identity of the team you want to be and how you kind of oscillate between lineups. 875-KTGR, give us a call or a text. What do you think about Mizzou men's basketball right now after their loss to Seton Hall? I mean, I'll say this. I Here's what I take away. Tamar Bates needs to play more, right? He just like, needs to, because when we're saying scoring is an issue that yeah. they don't really know, Tamar Bates played 28 minutes, and that's probably fine. Now, defense is also an aspect of this, Andy. That's why another sure. reason maybe why to like Aiden Shaw. They... What is Dennis Gates' defensive philosophy? Like, I, I love Dennis Gates. I'm not. It's. It feels like sometimes we can't be critical a, at all because then it implies we don't like the coach. But uh, I the like Dennis Gates. Cookies. Well, I I don't I, know if it's a defensive philosophy. I just cookies. think right now they're they're just a little lost at the moment because yesterday, look, uh, Seton Hall shot the lights out. Give him credit. Fine. Mizzou made it easy on him. There I, so I'm not going to give many wide credit. open looks. hundred percent. Like it was, and it seemed that off of misses, you know, they get an offensive rebound and Mizzou just seemed a little bit lost trying to scramble and match up from that. Uh, rotations were late thing, uh, things of that nature. It's just, and it's some of the things that we have seen, like we saw a little bit of that last year too. And look, I, I don't but know the players if it's a philosophy were, thing. I don't think it's – I'm going to say it's not because we saw them play – there was there were frustrations defensively last year, like you said, but when Dennis Gates has – when he handpicks and has the guys that he wants, he made it work last year. And he did that from guys who were Horizon League players that he brought in through the portal, right? Yeah. The fact of the matter is Dennis Gates struck out in the portal this last cycle. He did. He struck out. Yeah. I'm talking – Three swings and misses, struck out. Didn't get any of the the premier guys that I think he targeted. I don't know why that is. It just kind of happened. I don't think it's the end of the world. He tried to piece together the class. I don't think the largely the transfer class is meshing. Maybe Tamar Bates does become that guy, and we, we see through SEC schedule that it's different, and I'm feeling differently and say, hey, 
he didn't totally strike out. But I feel like this is sort of that inflection point where you got to start kind of investing in the guys you think are going to be around for beyond just this year because playing 13 guys feels like really trying to grind it out and figure out the lineups to make sure we eke out a tournament appearance, which maybe they can do. But I know that there's momentum coming. I know that he's going to have the personnel that he needs. He's recruited. He's got a top five recruiting class coming in next year. And I feel like that will be, you'll be more inclined to win in the portal with knowing that those kinds of talents are coming in. I think this one is just kind of a little bit difficult. I don't think he has the personnel to execute exactly what he wants to do. And so that leaves the team a little bit lost in maybe more area than one defensively scoring, rebounding, et cetera. It's very possible. Because, again, there's just no killer instinct, especially on offense, from most of the guys that we've seen. They don't have, yeah. Yeah, and if and if somebody does flash, I mean, we've seen Sean Ace carry that load before, and he's done well in that role that. at times. We've seen Tomorrow Bates do it. He's happy to do it. Like, yeah. He's happy like, to those guys let can, have, They let him do it. They yeah. can do it. We just need to see it consistently. And it, it seemed that the other veterans that Mizzou has tried to make sure they, they have build the foundation, like Nick Honor, uh, Noah Carter. Noah Carter hasn't played well, man. He does, he yeah, hasn't I, had that instinct. One for twelve shooting, one for six from three. Um, Offensively, has certainly him. been the the big thing that's dropped yeah. off. Made his free throws though, yeah. six for seven. That's the one thing I'll say. Like they're 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 making free throws, <laughs> but that's not a, right. that's not always going to be hey, enough. Look, I mean, Nick Honor's been shooting well. He's he's actually forty four percent from three, uh, which is really good. Dennis Gates says um, he wants him to let it fly, and which, that's going okay. I mean, he should. He can't be your second scoring threat, though. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you try to have him take on that type of load, he didn't have to take on that load last year. He was more of the distributor. He was perfect, perfect in his role. Yes. For what last year's team needed him to be. And this year's team is asking him to be that while also scoring more than he has, which right. is fine. But it, everybody's moved up on the kind of the depth chart of what, the scoring expectations are going to be. Um, Noah Carter, I feel like, is a little bit just, I don't know how or why, but he's miscast a little bit in the role this year because he hasn't stepped to the plate with that killer instinct from a scoring standpoint. Um, And there are times where it's like, oh, yeah, he's in the spot where he's going to be the guy to create right now. And you watch it and you go, that was, it didn't even look good, you know? Yeah. I'm not saying he can't turn it around, but that's been... He's so likable, and so you want to you want him to become that guy. But right now, we're not seeing that. And if that's what it is, then it is what it is. And Mizzou probably, you know, goes seventeen and fifteen this year, or whatever. And they maybe they make the NIT. I don't know. But if they want to have more, I think it's I think Noah Carter has to has to develop that instinct. And we saw it in his role at times last year. But he's asked he's being asked to be more this year. And so far, I don't think he's answered the billing offensively. I'm not going to say I'm out on him, but he's got. I think he does have to find more scoring from somewhere for this team to get where it wants to go. Well, they're they're still looking for several answers, and now we're in the point in the season where they got to find them quick because Bragging Rights is coming very soon. Friday night, we'll see if they can uh, find a way to be competitive in that game. Eight seven five KTGR. Call or text us. What do you think about Mizzou men's hoops at the moment? Call or text us with your thoughts. There, we'll get to some of your texts and also talk some uh, Mizzou football, which. Plenty better vibes on that side of things. And we'll talk about how big this week could be in recruiting. Next on The Big Show. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. And we're only a week away. 
from Christmas. How about that? Big show's on at 529 KTGR and KTGR.com. Kind of flew by. You got your Christmas shopping done yet, by the way? You know, Amazon has helped I'll bet. a great deal this year, but we're not done. We always go out on the 23rd and finish up everything we need to finish up. Yeah, there you go. Do an do a, do a in-person tradition. We've done this for a number of years. So uh, that'll be the play on the 23rd. But Amazon, we've got a, you know, a, 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 a slow trickle into our uh, front front stoop for uh, Amazon packages, and that's made that's made it a little easier. There won't be as much pressure on that big shopping day mm, to get everybody okay. accounted for. All right. You know, Chris, all done. I'm just mentally preparing myself to go to war uh, to finish up my Christmas shopping. <laughs> he's heading out. He's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He, the Columbia he's Mall. Going he's going to be <laughs> there in all kinds, like in full pads. Like say, oh, I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready dropping the straps like Kurt Angle, baby. I'm ready to get in there. Oh, get yeah. my stuff and get out. Uh, if you see somebody in full pads, all all strapped in, ready to go, Chris. you know exactly who that is. You know what time it is. <laughs> Getting oh, a man. book and a movie, probably. Oh, 875-KTGR. Maybe socks. Uh, exactly. Uh, let's get to some text here. We're talking some Mizzou men's basketball. Uh, Bill saying Grill's injury threw a wrench into uh, the rotations. I will say this. Be. like It definitely threw a wrench into their rebounding. Like, yeah, that was one of your best rebounders on the team. And uh, they weren't terrible rebounding yesterday, but you could see it. presence was certainly felt. They absolutely got blistered by Kansas uh, about a week ago, but... Right, yes. that's a that and, is a loss in that department, and that's a category. Noah Carter was fu- was fine in contributed, I think, nine rebounds or so yesterday. But do you think that's fair uh, to say? Like they thought the scoring was going to come from somewhere, and if you look at last year's team, guys that would take the leap, Noah Carter's offensive game probably has to be one of those areas where the consistency has to be there if they're going to be what they envisioned being. I don't I don't know if that's too harsh or if that's kind of about well, describe some of the issues on that side of the ball. Again, as you mentioned, it may not have been the plan in the offseason right. to have that happen. You went portal shopping. There were a few guys that you had chances at that could have been that go-to score. And then it doesn't have – you don't have to burden all those guys with that load anymore. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, with if you had this group and you saw what they were capable of and what Noah Carter was – what he was showing towards the end of the season, like he was one of the best scorers, I think. I thought he was going to be that guy this right year. behind yeah. Kobe and Des Moines last year. I thought Noah Carter was one of the better plus offensive players that gave Mizzou a chance down the stretch. I think he could just be honestly lacking confidence in terms of, and this is you know just pure speculative, but like in terms of okay, now I'm expected to be the guy a little bit more. That's more on my shoulders. I have to do it. Sometimes it just looks like he's trying to do a little too much with the ball and and not just making the, the quick read and the play that would be the best, most efficient play, if that makes sense. Like, just trying yeah. to be too fancy or too special to not just see, like, the, the play that's there for him, perhaps. But wrapping it in a, in a little bow here, Caleb Grill, his presence probably means that you're not seeing Noah Carter being required to shoot 12 times when he's 1 for 12 or throw up six three-pointers when he's one for six. That's maybe another aspect of it that, like, within the context of what they thought the roster would be, maybe it was all going to align a little bit more favorably, and right now everybody's probably just feeling that pressure. But, again, they scored 87 points. They also have to play more consistent defense. So it's kind of a a little bit of chicken or the egg. Yeah. I mean, again, 93 points yesterday. You don't see that often in 
uh, college basketball game. And I, I do want to see, was that their highest point total of the season, Seton Hall? It was just behind what they did against Albany, where they scored 96. So, Well, Albany, I mean, that's another blue blood of I know, college right, basketball. Yeah. So Probably in the NCAA tournament, if, you, if playoff you're being team. honest. Like, yeah. In football. Team. They they are a playoff team in football. Are they still alive, by the way? Or did no, I think they out? got I think they got splatted by like South Dakota State okay. or something. All right, makes sense. I don't think you should say splatted when their mascot is like the Great Danes. I just I don't think that's yeah. <laughs> let's be nicer to feel, the Great Danes. Ruh, ruh. Doesn't feel doesn't feel right. Eight seven five KTGR. Whole dog related yeah, let's, route you could go with let's, that. Uh, let's let's talk some Mizzou football. Okay, yeah, right. Well, wait, they play today? <laughs> they do not play today. Uh, oh. Eleven more days until the. There was uh, the a bowl game today. There was the famous toastery about, bowl. I believe it was about toast. What is a yeah. toastery? What is the? I saw Western I Kentucky saw, players doing like snow angels and toast. They was there a bunch of toast? I assume that that yeah. would be part of the bit. I saw. I only saw the graphic that they posted for winning the game on 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 the old Twitter machine. Thirty-eight, thirty-five in overtime. Wow! It was twenty-eight, nothing. <laughs> like this is. This, if you're playing a bowl game on a Monday afternoon, the week before Christmas, that is the way that the game should go. Mm-hmm. It should be twenty-eight nothing somebody. Yep. And I think Just Old Dominion was melters. up twenty-eight nothing, and then they should absolutely lose the game in the most dramatic of fashions, thirty-eight thirty-five in overtime. Love so, congrats that. to Western Kentucky. Love that. <laughs> go Toppers, that. baby. Go Toppers. Um. So that that entertained us today. We are hoping that the Cotton Bowl, of course, entertains us in. 11 days it will it will we do know that all this week recruiting will probably entertain us oh boy bit. i'm gonna have a problem this week what what's wrong my problem is going to be expectations <laughs> just trying to manage them is going to be my problem because I we can know see that we know gabe DeArmond of power mizzou well we have him on the show all the time gabe is not the type to like you know, trump something up and when there's nothing there and, and, and blow smoke for the sake of blowing smoke. And if he has tidbits and things, he's, you know, he's always comfortable to report what he has on his site, right? But when he goes to Twitter and makes a couple of comments like he did today, yeah. his comment this morning, he said, would be a fun day if we could put in future casts for transfers. And then huh. later, two hours after that, around noontime, he tweeted doubling down on this. So, like, that's a guy who's in the know that's saying, hey, there's some stuff that Mizzou fans should be paying attention to. Now, we don't know exactly what it is. Maybe if you've been on his message boards, you have a, a, a more clear idea of oh who the God, players are. Oh, my God, it's Jalen Milrow. But, like, there, <laughs> there are obviously names that we've been following. We know the, the, the visit that took place with Caden Green over the weekend. He was on social media, put out the... the what was that called? The little uh, date stamp or the t- the location marker? Yeah, a little pin. Yeah, a little he had pin. the pin, the Columbia the pin Missouri down. pin. Yeah. on his location, the offensive lineman from Oklahoma, out of the Kansas City area. Like that's another that's a name that I love to get, Andy. But I gotta manage these expectations <laughs> because I just keep refreshing all day. I'm like, so anything coming? Anything, anything gonna new? happen? What's anything going on? Anything new? Anything new? What do we got? What's I going mean... on? So, to help me, how do I manage these expectations, or should I? Because it's going to be a great week, and I don't need to manage them. You're telling me everything's going to be okay. Well, we're just at the beginning of the week. I will say that. Like, there's plenty oh. of time for this to all develop. We could get some Christmas gifts before the end of the week. You're saying? I, I think so. There's time. There is time. I mean, this okay. is a this is a week where you do kind of have to make 
some of those decisions because with it culminate here here is kind of the uh, the thing about it being right next to signing your high school class now your high school kids uh that you're that you're trying to target they know that they probably need to come close to decision making themselves because as these teams that they're being courted by they start yeah. shopping all these transfers and filling spots here and there High school kids are like, oh, okay, maybe I do need to sign here and not wait till February when I can do it again. Deadline so, spur action. And yeah. there's, you know, that you have these kids that are obviously the transfers want to go quick because they're probably transferring in some cases because they want more playing time than they had at the last place or they want just a different scenario than they had at the last place. So yeah. there's no reason to hang out in the portal for a long, long time if you're one of those kids. And if you're a high school kid and you're seeing all this action, it can change what a program may think or want or the role that they would have in mind for you. Not that every high school player is going to immediately step in as a freshman and contribute, but like there are depth chart things that happen this time of year that you want to be on the proper side of, regardless of if you're a transfer or a high school kid. So that's why it's so action-packed. You have all these deadlines happening at once. And honestly, Andy, we've talked about that being a little bit silly to have it all going on at once, but it maybe almost has to be that way just because like, Teams are trying to fill their voids on their depth chart and to do one thing in December and another one in a different, you know, two months later or whatever, maybe doesn't match with what what they're trying to accomplish. So, yeah, I don't know what we do know is it makes it exciting. Yeah. And, and the portal season lasts a lot longer, too, because, I mean, you you can you can enter in the portal now, but there will be another chance like in the spring to be able to do it. I mean, it's. It's almost completely ongoing uh, with how you can try to fill the holes with your with, in your roster with the transfer portal, and that's really the thing that's changed the game is you know the free transfer and even, even like the the ruling from the judge last week where now like for 14 days and we'll see how this gets resolved, but there's a 14 day temporary restraining order on players that were denied eligibility for uh, like two time transfers essentially. So like if you're at your third school. You temporarily have a chance to to play, but it could also affect your eligibility. So there's, it might be worked out in the court system to where we're seeing the transfer uh, type of freedoms get opened up even more. Who knows? But just in this age where it becomes very easy now to be able to uh, rebuild a roster and and ultimately find players that have dipped their foot into college football and and know what it's like now it almost becomes a bit more of a priority. And I don't know if that's a good thing uh, for, for the game going forward. You can have your different opinions on it, but Mizzou is taking advantage of both worlds, I think. They're hard in the portal. They're trying to make sure that they get whatever they can there. And then also it doesn't seem to be hurting them too much in in the high school recruiting aspect of it because they've they've started adding to that too in the last week or so. Right. I think that your point about whether you like it or not, being able to operate within the confines of what the rules are and what the the landscape of the game is, that gives you an advantage as a as a coaching staff and as an athletic department. And so I continue to sing the praises of Drinkwitz in the year that he's had. I think that's a major part of it to recognize, you know, what, what needs to be done to to have a leg up in these in these living rooms and in these kind of recruiting battles, um, it's it, it's just really refreshing to know that you don't have a head coach if you're a Mizzou fan that's kind of poo-pooing the, you know, spending his time talking about how, oh, you know, back when I was 
No, you've got a guy that understands, like, this is the world we're in, and I want to be successful, so let's go get him on, on both fronts, high school recruiting and in the portal. And, again, we don't know. We They did get a three-star uh, to commit today out of high school, but there could be some more commitments coming and obviously more activity in the portal that just hasn't hasn't come down yet. There was another one that I think a defensive tackle that they wanted or they were the, in the finals for, but he ended up going Colorado. Out, announced out, that. out of Houston, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah he announced yeah, that on social end. media yeah. a little bit ago. So, uh-huh. you know, they didn't get that one, but there's there's uh, clearly they're looking for guys on the defensive line, and it makes sense why they would be. Yeah, We'll see what ends up happening, though. Still some coals on the fire, I will say that. You put as many coals on the fire as you can, and you see what you can come up with. Honestly, with and that. they're quality coals. I think you're yeah. you're talking about good players that that are going to fit what they're looking to do here, and and hopefully, like we we've heard from this from this momentum that they have, it doesn't hurt to be ten and two either. You know, to to be able to sell that and see that ten and two is very possible next year. It's too. so like, interesting. Man. Remember back when we had Gabe on Gabe Yarmond yeah. before the season, and oh, yeah. we talked about that exact thing of like how much of a notion of a successful season this year, how much can that really change recruiting? And Gabe's answer was right. He said, well, if you talk about an eight, nine win season, you know, maybe that kind of kids are interested in that, but like, really, what are you going to do in this year? That's going to suddenly take these kids that are coming right away and saying, Oh, you know, I'm I'll commit to that school as, as a high school class. But then when you win 10, Andy, like that's kind of the magic number. Yeah. And the next time we have Gabe on, I want to try to revisit that question and get his perspective on it because I don't think his answer was wrong the first time where he kind of said, it's really not going to change a lot. But we, we didn't necessarily think that this level of a ceiling was going to be the one that played out, and it did. And so kind of the, to get that perspective might be kind of fun. But it's, it is it is really interesting to think about how far things have come in four months. Mm-hmm. I mean, we it, go, coming into this season, we thought there was a possibility. We liked maybe the way the schedule shaped up. But it wasn't that we were just guaranteed to see this this step forward. It was drinks got to have the step forward, or they're going to be tough conversations. The step forward has happened, and now I think he is finally equipped to be able to carry that momentum into the type of recruiting that we may end up seeing over the coming days. It's very exciting times. Uh, the, the potential is very exciting. Will Mizzou finish the deal? We'll just have to see. Eight seven five KTGR. Call or text us with your feelings on the recruiting momentum that Mizzou could be getting uh, this week. And uh, we'll talk more about that, get some more of your calls and texts coming up after this live local sports center here on the Big Show. You're listening to the Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. You can call or text us with your Mizzou thoughts, either on men's basketball or the big recruiting week for Mizzou football. A lot could happen in the next few days or so on that front. 875-KTGR. Call or text us with Andy Brendan and producer Chris all here. Let's go to Kevin here on the KTGR hotline. Kevin, what's up? Yo, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? I hope you guys have a very happy holiday. You too, Kevin. Coming up. Yeah, um, so, so, so with Mizzou football, or with Mizzou basketball, this this is the way you guys got to look at it. Okay, in the history of our program, as dating far back as you want to, it's just this simple: getting to the tournament. You get 20 wins in a major conference, being Mizzou, you're in. So what you guys need to ask yourselves are, do you believe we can get to 20 wins, yes or no? That That's the first question you got to ask yourself, okay? If the answer is no, then to me it's very simple. His rotations, all the other stuff that we're talking about, this is what he needs to do. 
Chinese, Nick Honor, because you owe it to Nick Honor for what he's done for the program, kind of being the bridge and a pillar of raising the program. Aiden Shaw and the freshmen that we have, all of them need to get heavy minutes, period. Why? Aiden Shaw, you have to develop him. He has to get a jump shot. He has to get ball handling. He's athletic enough, right? You have to get that. East and honor for their leadership. And besides that, the the backup freshman point guard that we have, the main thing is going to be when he's out there with East, put him out there with East and let him play point guard because they're out there together. East's job is going to be showing him the ropes, showing him how to play point guard, what the expectations are of Dennis Gates' system in playing that position, right? Because last time I checked, East and Honor are gone after next year. Am I right about yeah, that? Yeah, you're right. Yep. Okay, so we got uh, the other seniors that are gone, right? So yeah. these freshmen that are on the bench, it would behoove me. This is just me. I, I may not. I don't know Dennis Gates, but my guess is they're going to need to play heavy minutes next year, right? Oh, so yeah. any type of minutes that you give them, heavy minutes this year is going to help you for next year. So, again, the question is, do you think we can get to 20 wins, yes or no? If the answer is no, we ain't getting to the tournament. So at that point, it becomes a priority to develop these freshmen that we have, give them heavy minutes. Because the top five recruiting class that you got coming in next year, you're going to need them too. And guess who's going to be leading them? These freshmen that you got on the bench right now. And as far as the transfer portal, where you want to get to a point with where I think Dennis Gates wants to get to a point of is we got a top five recruiting class coming in next year. We just got that kid from Father Tolton that committed for 2025, right? Yep. You got these young freshmen this year. You want to get to a point where you're getting to the transfer portal, where you're just getting guys to fit specific roles. That's what you want to get to. I think he's on his way. But Mizzou fans, you, you have to have some patience. you got to understand this is what he needs to be trying to do. So I, thanks, I guys. think so. Yeah, I appreciate it, Kevin, here on the Big Show KTGR. I mean, good points. There's... I do wish that they're – look, I don't wish that they get to this point. Like, if they can't make it to 20 wins, it's, it's going to be a sad day. And, like, the, your ultimate goal should be making the NCAA tournament, especially with what you did last year. Like, you should you should still set that to goal. It's very unlikely now, but, I mean, you just you give yourself as much of a shot to get there. And for whatever it's worth, I think 19 wins would get them in. You beat Illinois, you go 12-6. and six. Even if you first-round bounce, I think that would be enough. Um well, I mean, close, that would get them to I, 20 wins. If you if you what, beat if, Illinois and then you... Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're that right. would get you to 20, so... Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, you don't beat Illinois and then you go 12. I'm still saying that would be enough, but I understand that that may sure. not be universal. But Kevin's point is one that I share. Like, decide what this is going to be, decide it soon, and devote the minutes accordingly. Yeah. I mean, you've got to have... Uh, you've got to have a real push for the next few weeks or so of... Uh, of trying to find out what combinations work best. And I don't know if you, it, it, it's interesting of like, okay, just play the young guys. Like it, if this is a bridge year anyway, then just play the young guys and, and have them get the experience. In a way I agree, but you also don't just throw in the towel on the season. I, it's hard to, it's hard to balance that. And there, yeah, there but might what if the young up, guys are the best option? To well, win if that if that is the best option, then go ahead. Like, uh, yeah. Or uh, what if it's equal? It's about the equal option, but you go. This could build be a building block for my program's future. But then, is there an element of like you play the young guys and then they go, all right, I got enough opportunity and I can transfer and go somewhere I want to be? Like, I don't know if that is a concern at all. Probably not, because I think they're. 
they've got guys that are going to buy into what Dennis Gates is is trying to put together. But that's in the modern portal era. I guess we have to consider all angles. Yeah, it might be. You know, do, do I want to play with a bunch of freshmen next year? I mean, I know it'll be talented freshmen and everything like that. But do uh, like are they ready to take on that? that increased leadership role or do I want to go and play for an established team right now and be a contributor there and possibly, you know, go long in a, in a tournament run or something like that. Again, everyone's going to weigh their own decisions. We have no idea what, what their liens are, but yes, I, I also agree with Kevin's point of where you, the mantra should be, you replace transfers with transfers. Like if you have transfers out, that's what you, Go to, to the fill portal. a specific need, right? Yeah. Exactly, and and then you ultimately get to a place where your foundation is built with what you're recruiting out of high school, getting from those classes, things like that. And that's what's coming. He's got five yeah. guys in a class that's ranked top five in the country. It just had to be unbalanced this way because he didn't want to, in the modern portal era, have a multi-year rebuild where you have to tell the kids like hey, you're my foundation, but also we're not going to have any success because it's just hard to do. Uh, no, he like went full bore in the portal in his first year to build a team that could compete, could show proof of concept, and then it's worked to where he's been able to convince high school recruits in the 2024 class to come or to commit anyway and, and be part of that top five recruiting class. Now, though, you do have to be somewhat competitive in order to, to keep everybody feeling good about the direction, I guess. Yeah, like you do have to have, I think conference season is going to be very important, no matter if it's getting to the NCAA tournament or not. You have to show that you can get off the mat after some uh, some rough games uh, to start. So, yeah, but have it I figured out. bragging rights. I still want bragging rights. Still I still want bragging rights. If you get bragging rights, then, then the rest of the season feels a whole lot better regardless. But we'll see if they can get that done. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to Bill Connolly for joining us earlier as well. Back tomorrow with the good, the bad, and the ugly from the NFL weekend and injury thoughts from the injury expert, Will Carroll. He's Brendan. He's producer Chris. I'm Andy. We're done for now.